0: What's up, you neon feathered philanderers? It's us, it's me, it's David. Grant will be here any second now, once I'm done with this. Um, Welcome back, Psycho Season, episode 10. Today, we get into it. Shocker, do I ever not say that? Anyway, Chainsaw Man, episode 11, My Hero Academia, season six, episode 12, and Spy Family, episode 24. The news feed is hot. It's heavy. We talk DC EU, James Gunn Part Two extended, like the bonus round because there's more drama. Black Adam updates. You guys know we love the Rock here. Um, lots to mention. Uh, then Grant takes us home. There's Henry Cavill news, unrelated to the DC EU news. The Game Awards. Uh, some animes coming back in 2023. We've been looking forward to hear announcements for. Uh, and then we close uh, we have a very strong close this episode on the mob psycho series review because we caught the ending today before we recorded to your eternity season 2 episode 9 and the cyberpunk edge runners season review as we've both wrapped that up and then we talk the Q&A thank you so much for your questions this week they were very good okay and with that tune in to the show psycho season 1 2 3 4 <laughs> Oh hey Grant. Hey
1: Dave.
0: Sup, chum. <laughs> you know, chum and solid, right? Yeah. God. I wanna say happy holidays, but we're we're sort of in it right now and Man, uh, fuck the holidays. Uh, <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> we're gonna pretend that we haven't been trying to get our energy up for this for the yeah. last ten minutes because we are exhausted.
1: Gassed, as they say.
0: You know what um no one tells you when you're a kid about the holidays and about like how fun it is to unwrap presents and all that stuff mm. is that your parents have been miserable for weeks leading yeah. up to that. Yeah, They're planning stressed. out
1: meticulously your enjoyment for the holidays. Yeah, yeah.
0: you know what I mean. Yeah. They're worried about a recession, the mm. the job market collapsing, the the uh, what was the 2008 financial crisis, mm-hmm. and then you're sitting there being like, oh, I better get the latest Autobot. I don't know. What I don't know what we got as kids. Did you ever get Autobots? I don't know.
1: Yeah, we got some. Wow, we got some uh or really, the uh just uh, god damn it, the Beast Wars ones. They had different names. Oh yeah, the Beast Wars. Yeah, the uh anyways. Yeah. Energy. Uh, Love. I usually <laughs> got
0: like a like a wooden stick with a rubber band. Mm. And it was like use your imagination. Mm. Back in my time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <sighs> Didn't really land the way I wanted it to. Blame the author. Um, God, okay, we're tired. I'm not going to try to be funny. I'm just going to be yeah. myself.
1: I'm going to whip the producers of this show with that stick. <laughs> you yeah. You just talked about it for better writing. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. Um. God, we've got so much to talk about, man. Okay, first, here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to give some housekeeping updates, okay? Mm. Because I'm not going to remember to say these things when I record the intro in like an hour. Um. Subscribe to the Instagram at part time otaku podcast uh, or follow us there. Also, you know what else I learned to your grant recently? Spotify that. sent us an email and said, just so you know, your listeners can rate your podcast now. That's yeah. new functionality. Just go to the actual part time otaku like, page. Like if you just search it on Spotify, there's a big mm. rate button. So rate us one out of five stars. We're not going to try to influence you. But, I mean, let's be real. We both know what everyone should be aiming for here. Um, four.
1: Yeah, we're a four.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just be honest. Vote one. Yeah. Fuck it. Vote at all. I don't care. Mm. Um, Okay. Anyway, so do that. And as far as scheduling goes, we are here. And we're going to be here next week. we got to talk the Chainsaw Man finale at that yeah. point, right? Yeah. A couple we other things. F-
1: we have to put Psycho like, Season out of its misery, which yeah. will be ceremoniously done next week yeah so
0: next week's like the psycho season finale and then you know we might take like a week's break but um come the new year we're gonna have like a very fun retrospective probably top five of 2022 podcast that's gonna be very tough i'm very very tough i'm very nervous for that conversation because i've started to try and narrow down my list and it's like no matter what this year has been so strong that like really good shows will be left out 100%. Without, like, it's just not possible.
1: I anxiously jotted down over, uh, the, you know, the shows, the, the most notable shows of this year. In, you know, in preparation, you know, we were communicating back and forth with Vivian, social media mm-hmm. guru. Um, and I was like, oh my God, this list is like above 10. Like I can't just yeah. pick five right now. And it was like on the fly. Like, and I was, you know, doing the headcanon of like, oh, why this should be in. And I'm like, whatever, just put five up there. But yeah, we'll, we'll break all that down on probably the week of the, uh, the 10th, uh, January 10th week. Yeah. That, that sounds here Wednesday. So.
0: Okay. Business concluded. Um, mm-hmm. let's talk Chainsaw Man. The penultimate oh, okay. episode, episode 11. That is your spoiler warning. It
1: sure felt like a penultimate episode In it did. the most western sense You know like it's funny like um, You know like the Game of Thrones And the, the Breaking Bad's kind of thing You know like it, people almost look forward to You know the penultimate to the finale You know because so much can happen In such a yeah. you know a lead up episode And This is it was really cool what they did Because it, it's a more reserved episode In instances right More kind of more so than what we had but like the lore drops in this episode were just so juicy. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I loved it.
0: Yeah, this was, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to say it's like, oh, this is one of my favorite episodes in a while. It's tricky because we're saying that a lot with Chainsaw Man and mm-hmm. it's such a short story. I mean, I know this is like kind of the norm these days, but like a mm-hmm. 12 episode first season or core or whatever they're called is, is becoming more and more uh normalize especially when like the studio is clearly really going for it it's Mm -hmm. hard to blame them for not having 24 at the gate but like i'm really interested to watch this series back in the binge and Mm -hmm. try and like put a number on how strong it is because there haven't been any bad episodes that i can remember but like we just keep learning more and more and I don't know, like I, like you said, the lore stuff this episode, I loved it. I loved it this episode.
1: I think, you know, I think that, I guess, you know, it's hard to say like a show has a job to do, right? But like, I think of any episode in a season, you know, like I said, like I said, the penultimate kind of has, it kind of bears the most weight, probably next to the finale and the premiere. You know, like it's, yeah. it's really, it really kind of has to do that handoff, you know, um, into, into the finale, and then also, you know, has to, you know, kind of keep everything going at the same time, um, but it's, like, by no means, it's the best, like I said, it's not necessarily the best episode of the season, but it's so strong, they do and they're really, you know, they're playing around with, like, plot lines, and kind of teases, and stuff we're probably not going to see this season, you know, like, obviously, this is going to be the second season, yeah. there's no, no doubt about that, but, it was really, really good. And I think this is a good episode for, like, kind of fan theories of, you know, like, for obviously for the non-manga readers. There's a lot of stuff that got kind of, like, dropped in this episode, you know, like, the we officially have seen everyone from the OP. That was, like, a really cool thing that people have been talking about. Like, mm-hmm. as of now, we've seen every character they've kind of teased, you know, whether, you know, in, in the OP and in kind of uh, some of the promotion stuff. So
0: Finally got to meet the Angel Devil. I was, or, yeah, I was really curious yeah, about the that Angel one.
1: Devil. I was, I was the, and also the, uh, the future devil. I was, you know, cause they have been written the OP and I'm like, oh my God, like, where are we going to go with that? Also, what an awesome bait and switch from like the dark, like eerie tone of like last week's episode to like right off like kind of goofy, you know, character design and like, you know, the, the voice acting is just so like, yeah. I will know, like, give them <laughs>
0: that. I was like staggered. I was like, what yeah. are we doing? And then it worked. What, yeah. Yeah. It, it really, really worked. How cool was the, uh. And, again, like, we've talked about, like, the Western influences mm-hmm. on the show and, like, how I think you said, like, in Japan, people are a little taken aback by it. Sure. There's something weirdly American or weirdly, I don't know, like, when the future devil said, your death is going to fucking rule. <laughs>
1: yeah. I just it felt edgy. It felt like, it reads you know, like chat room. Sh-
0: you know? Yeah, it just read, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it read, like, English as a as your first language almost, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, mm-hmm. There's just something about that, that I was like, that's kind of middle <laughs> and I was pretty down with it, but God, Aki, I think, you know, as a surprise and I'm sure like, I'm not breaking any ground by saying this, but quickly becoming my favorite character in the show.
1: Lots of layers, you know, cause Denji is, you know, like obviously he's not one dimensional, but like he kind of, he bears it all. We get a lot more of the inner dialogue with him. You know, we've get the moments of like, you know, why can't I cry? Why don't I feel these emotions? Like, Aki is really, like, you know, we've seen his backstory, but, like, we haven't got too much, like, you know, inside what he's thinking. Yeah. And but, he's um, just
0: such a tragic character. Like, he just mm. seems to be, I mean, he's literally destined for a very early death. And, like, he's just carrying so much. It's, it's like they're t- from different shows, but they're interacting a lot. You know what I mean? It's weird. Mm-hmm.
1: I do, I lo- you know, and you, you brought him up earlier. Uh, him or her, I'm not sure, actually. Um, oh. The Angel Devil, you know, kind of oh. the, the way that the way they teed the kind of the meeting of, you know, of them and, and Aki. It's yeah, like, like that. Oh, I wonder, I think their stories going to become a little more intertwined. I think that's so. the Maybe the Jimeno kind of handoff, you know, because that was like his closest connection, you know, character-wise, that he had, you know, relationships with. And uh, I wonder if, you know, his overall... Lifespan situation is going to be kind of continue to get brought up and brought up because they flat out say like oh you touched the angel devil or you're touched by the angel devil then you know you lose you know years on your life kind of thing mm-hmm. and Aki's already kind of you know shaky on that he's like um, down to two <laughs> yeah down to two so I'm really I'm really curious to see you know because the the whole concept of an angel devil I thought that was really cool me too you know, that was kind of kind of threw me for a loop but um the it, it's it's funny before I forget you know he brought up that point of how moments in the show like felt feel more American than they do mm-hmm. you know kind of Japanese but there's a moment where you know Aki gets out of the car and the two other members from uh, is it the uh, Kyoto division uh, and they're essentially like that line of like him getting out of the car like the back and forth oh, from the yes. car I was like oh my god this is like you know maybe not a Cohen's brother movie like maybe more of like a Tarantino like just the back and forth the talking at each other the yeah. not or sorry the lack of back and forth just the talking at each other and then the moment of, like, out of the car where he's, like, which is my favorite my favorite part of the episode, uh, when the guy just flat out says, like, you know, just a reminder, like, if you didn't know yeah. him, like, everyone in Division 4, or Special Division 4 is, like, you know, there's something wrong with them. Um, and then I think that kind of loops back to everything that's going on with Makima, um, which who I'm starting to think is not exactly what we... Who, who should we think she is? You know, I there's like yeah, coming layers on and bitter. layers layers and layers and layers and I think, you know, I think that message was not, I think that was like a, like a little tip of the hat to the audience of like, everyone is unsafe. Like, yeah. no, like including the people that work there. Like, I don't know if it's, uh, or the people other than the devils and the, uh, the fiends, but, uh, fuck, as we talked about it, it, was a great episode and the whole Yakuza scene. Holy shit. I
0: love, yeah, that was among my favorite scenes of the episode was hmm. Makima talking to them Talking down to them. Talking down to them.
1: And the (laughs) the bag full of eyeballs. Yeah. I loved that. She was menacing. Like... When she starts going into the necessary evil, when he, like, he brings up the concept of, like, we're the necessary evil, and, like, she kind of, like, scoffs out of, like... She's like, buddy, you're not...
0: (laughs) You have no idea. But, uh, no, like, I... Yeah. You know, I think... Among the very many strong things about this show... And there are a lot. And, like, we'll have to see how we feel about the finale and all that. Mm -hmm. But maybe one of the best things they're doing is pacing. Because I, I, like, I want to know more about Makima desperately, as I'm sure the audience does, right? She's an intentionally mysterious character. But Mm -hmm. they're, like, drip-feeding us information. Like, we've learned things. We've seen her, quote, die. You know what I mean? We've seen her use her powers at this point. Again, we don't know, like, the specifics of those contracts and all that stuff.
1: All show, no tell. Yeah. But her, which is nice. It's re- kind of refreshing. You know? Yeah,
0: but I like it. Like, I, I don't know. They're they're hiding a lot from us. And you can just tell this is going to go on. But I don't know. I think that the pacing so far has been really, really well done. Like, how Denji and Power interact, like, just feels so natural now. You like, know they've known they know each
1: other for, ten, like, ten years. Yeah, and yeah, it
0: didn't... Yeah. They didn't try to force that down your throat in episode two or three. You know what I mean? They had the whole sexual tension thing, that whole that whole bit. There was a breather episode or two, and now they're just like twins.
1: I think it's I think the key part of that relationship was the, like, pretty much right off the bat when she's introduced as, like, the new roommate. And right off the bat, they show the dynamic. Because even, like, when she's introduced, you can see Denji and Aki, you're almost like a team in that yeah. moment. So it showed some relationship between them and then in the following episode you can see, like, you know, she's already kind of into the mix too and you can kind of see them naturally like you know being around each other and it's and then you know you get them out in the wild you get to see them just talking to each other yeah fucking so good but yeah power and denji are power couple for sure (laughs) in this show i love them
0: very uh they're excited to see the conclusion of this fight obviously aki won't die but i'm wondering how he gets out of this situation
1: it's it's tough because you know you have a show like this where you know it's you know it's one of the big the big ones obviously there's a lot of eyes on it and these types of shows tend to have that plot armor right like you know yeah. attack on titan to a certain extent you know had that problem demon slayer we were still kind of you know it's it's hard to take some of the fights yeah. you know super silly um but with this like I, I i actually thought at the end of this episode when aki starts throwing down with the the, the girl with the snake devil mm-hmm. i was like oh like are we just gonna flat out get the death right here you know like He's it was like an immediate future yeah. and it, it, it didn't feel like you know like it would be you know the plot armor of it like oh yeah this fight's gonna be fine like you know i thought he was gonna go down but um yeah fuck chance love man you know i'm excited for next week's episode but i am really gonna i'm really gonna miss having this in, in the week-to-week rotation like it really flew by dude yeah Having this and Mob Psycho that kind of hand in hand, in tandem, was uh, kind of yeah. kind of filled up the rest of the, the season so far. So. That's
0: a quick preview because after we do news and a couple other shows, we're going to do the entire series uh, review of Mob Psycho because one of the benefits of us being a day late on uh, this week's episode is that we got to catch the uh, finale. Yeah, boy. Um, before that though, let's move on to My Hero Academia season six, episode twelve. There's your spoiler warning. I think like the biggest thing of this episode and tell me whether or not you cheered is that lamillon is back.
1: Fuck yeah, dude. Yo, did <laughs> that you not so awesome.
0: Now, immediate follow-up question. Mhm. Did you or did you not scoff when they said, "Oh, he's only been out for like 6 months?" <laughs> I was like, "Are you guys out of your goddamn minds?" <laughs> like, yeah. It yeah, that that was 3 years cute. ago. <laughs> Literally like three years ago.
1: Only My Hero academia can make you laugh that way. You know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta love it. But um, I was, I was so bummed because I had this moment spoiled for me by social Aww. media. And uh, it, it wasn't even like a, a still from the episode. It's just that classic shot of like Muriel kind of like popping out of the stone. I think when they first throw down with them in like season yeah. four or whatever. But uh, I was like, oh yeah, clearly Muriel saves the day. But um, good, good episode. You know, it, it, it sounds bad because this season has been so strong, especially this run, you know, like kind of like this throwdown with Shigaraki and, you know, you got, you got Mirio back and everyone's kind of, there's like a true like back and forth between the heroes and villains, but I, I am kind of, I think I'm done with, 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 this, you know, like it's by no means is it bad. It's just, it feels like it's the same thing. It's starting to become the same thing each week of like good stuff. Like it's the good mm-hmm. stuff, but I feel like it's kind of, well, on repeat a little bit, you know? So
0: this is, I think you raise a really, really good point. And, we don't have to over-rotate on this. I agree it was a good episode. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a ton more to say, right? Lots of action. I really liked, like, the team-ups. There were a lot of, like, collaboration and, like, Avengers-style team-ups.
1: Ba- <clears throat> Bakugo moments.
0: Yeah. Um, I love the... Uh, I love how personal they've made the Dobby Todoroki stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I'm really enjoying that angle. But yeah, like, I'm ready to move on. La was, like, such a fun and, like, satisfying surprise. But I think what they've proved, too, is, like, and, you know, you could call this an exercise or just, like, an exhibit or a case study, but, like, too much of anything is a good thing, right? Like, last year, we were just pleading for any kind of action, any kind of plot development, you know what I mean? And it's, like, you know, you can't be all gas, no brakes. You know what I mean? You have to, like temper these things or have to be kind of peaks and valleys otherwise like the stakes kind of stop to stop mattering at a certain extent and yeah like the last six episodes have happened in like the same place maybe you know what i mean it's been the same and i'm not saying that invalidates all the good i just mean there is a point where people are like okay i'm ready to move on though
1: it's all been super fun a hundred percent i think for me the problem i think the one problem i have with this not so much this arc or this episode but like kind of the you know you put it perfectly the breaks they've slowly been putting in each episode because like mm-hmm. like they can't let this come just like an immediate halt like it would completely kill the momentum going into the next arc or whatever but you know it's the cutaways just aren't really working you know and i think that's kind of affected it overall a little bit mm. like we had that weird that weird thing with toga and you know uh Uraraka and froppy and you know like there's that and then the it just all feels kind of a little serendipitous, too, like, kind of the way this is ending, you know, um Gigantomachia passes out. Like, we know we have that whole thing where, um like, know, Momo there, like, she made, they made the plan, the concoction, yeah, the to a- put the him aesthetics. to sleep. You know, that happens at the same time Mirio arrives, and now the whole Airy. Now we know, it, like, Airy is, like, operational. So, you know, like, all the sacrifices that Midoriya just made are kind of just, like, whatever, no big deal. Yeah, you know, like, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like a little bit of whiplash from how the show has been in the past. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of a bummer that it has been so good, but like the way they're breaking the show down to a slower pace is all this stuff. They've just been like, we've seen already in the back burner, you know, they're not doing anything new to kind of kind of land the plane, which I know is, it's asking a lot for a show in its sixth season, but it's just like, (laughs) it just all kind of, it feels like it's conveniently falling into place. Yeah, you know, but but then at the same time, we have you all this like active stuff going on between like Dobby and, and Todoroki and even then like poor Todoroki got like no smoke this, you know, these episodes like he's kind of just going back and forth with Dobby and there's nothing like really happening. It's, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, honestly.
0: maybe he'll get more time in the second arc of the season or
1: something. I hope so. But it, it, great scream from him. Oh my God. Really good actually, screen, yeah. you got a Actually, really good one, dude.
0: my favorite one, my favorite moment, because I actually felt the urgency was at the end of either last episode or the one before it, when Dabby Dobby does his reveal mm. and is coming towards them with like the flash fire prominence something. Which by the oh, way, the was, which was yeah. so hype because he had the flash fire fist thing ready too. <clears throat> um, I loved that, and I loved him being stopped, um, but. Todoroki Shoto is, like, yelling, Dad, he's coming, get ready. Mm-hmm. And that vocal performance from both Dobby and Shoto in that moment, I was like, that is so... Like, I could just feel the urgency. I don't know. Like, that really, really landed for me. But then big-time
1: voice actors, you know, in big-time moments, right? Like, yeah. You, know, you have people <laughs> for, for the big moments, which is nice. I will
0: say, two things made me stop and write quotes down. Obvi- we, we got Bakugo's uh, hero name.
1: Laughed out loud. Loved it. Laughed it out really.
0: loud. Great exposure of Murder God Dynamite. Dude, I really I did the mis- I made the mistake last week. I watched the preview for this week's episode. They didn't give any spoilers away, but they did say, we finally find out Bakugo's hero name. And I was like, oh shit, that would be cool to see next week. And I was like, oh, mm. Genist is back. Like, best Genist. Like, his mentor. Yeah. Maybe and he just saved Deku in, like, this very like sacrificial moment. Maybe, like, he's gonna have something, like, fucking hope <laughs> you know what i mean like what's the flames of hope some bullshit and i love that he did not change remotely <laughs> no like yeah and that i know that's meant to be a gag and that was a good gag like it was a love- good gag when love-
1: bakugo works he really works but yeah. like he's you know we we've said this a hundred times you know over over the you know past couple of years is when he works he works when he doesn't he really doesn't yeah you know it's but uh he's, he's been great this whole arc
0: the second thing i wrote down was and this is just like perfect anime dialogue especially mm. in my hero if you're greedy you'll come apart at the seams like cheap denim <laughs> and that's just something best genie's best genus says to a villain or some shit i was like fucking yeah uh, his <laughs> you tell him great dude great.
1: oh yeah, yeah it was yeah, great great reveal and yeah the back and forth like the inner dialogue of him like watching everyone around him to like Fighting. Like he's not like kind of communicating with everyone. It seems yeah. like he's just kind of talking to himself. It was it was pretty good, was pretty good stuff. I don't know. It's it, it, you know I feel dirty saying it, but like I'm enjoying my hero. But like let's you know I'm re- I think I'm ready for a little change of pace. So but, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you there.
0: Um, okay, let's move on to the next episode, recovering, which is also a penultimate episode, Grant, and uh, I believe it is anyway. Spy yeah. Family yeah. episode yeah, yeah. twenty four. There's a lot to say here. It was very serious.
1: Good episode. Um, I loved what they did with the animation this episode. They did a re- couple of really cool things that I feel like they I did. actually haven't seen before. Um, I kind of like field of view that they did. There's a specific scene with Yor and Lloyd in the bar, and she like kicks him in the face. Uh, yeah, one of the best moments. One uh, like probably like in the whole series so far. I was, and then what they were doing with the camera and the angles and all. I was like, holy fuck! Like, as if they just did that. It it was so. Uh, just not very anime you know so from yeah. we were talking about chainsaw man and how they're doing like a lot of western styles more storytelling stuff not visually yep. stuff not much is different but this kind of completely threw me off and i was like holy shit like if you weren't paying attention before you were after that moment yeah but um yeah no like really really cool stuff but uh, people are really hyping up the first half of this episode of like you know all the fans that are like really shipping you know your and lloyd are like really, you know gonna lose their minds over this episode but like as far as like slice of life stuff goes like romance stuff goes it was like pretty tame you know yeah like not much happened you, yeah it's um, funny you're
0: more familiar yeah. with that like end of anime than i am but like you know we did say a week or two ago that the sh- the uh show was like probably missing a little bit of yore mm-hmm. so it was good to see her get a little bit more screen time i don't know these kinds of gags these kinds of storylines I'm always like okay with, but it's funny because the characters are growing on me, so I kind of care a little mm-hmm. bit. Drunk Your was funny. I think, you know what's weird? You know what? This is a sentence I never thought I would say. I think my favorite part of the show or favorite part of the episode was like Anya's shopping compilation at the end.
1: Phenomenal. That's the best part of the episode is uh, the, the, uh, the, is it Becky? Yeah, yeah. Becky? Betty? No. I don't know. It's something, yes. yeah, I think it's Becky. Becky and Anya at the mall was, you know, from the whole I rented out the mall, you know, like, oh, next door, you know, I didn't know you There's the one line of, like, oh, I didn't know you wanted to go to this store, I would have rented out a different mall, <laughs> you know, like,
0: yeah, it's funny, like, yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know why it works for me, but it did, um, it's good shit,
1: yeah, Not much that's more shit say. I love, like, when I, you know, we're always, you, you know, you say, like, I'm more towards that end of, like, you know, the slice of life stuff, just because this year alone I've been watching so much of it, yeah. you know, Leanne and I. They're both you know, weirdos. This, well, this is like this fell straight out of Kaguya-sama, honestly. You oh, know, really? And, uh, it, it just in like it was grounded, you know, mm-hmm. to like an extreme, obviously, because you know, ultra rich character, you know, it on a mall or whatever. But like, it, it's played straight with you know the the miscommunications and kind of like the the offhand comedy, you know, like just kind of like them kind of uh, kind of bouncing off each other yeah. personality wise. And then, uh, also, like, I feel like you see it a lot in anime, but kagi sama knocks us out of the park is, like, that third wheel character who is, like, controlling the dialogue. Or essentially, yeah. like, you, like it's essentially the audience. But, you know, they have, like, their own independent thought. And the butler, or the the driver, uh, the, the caretaker to Becky was, like, straight, <laughs> I was laughing the whole time. I mean, just, like, her whole thinking back to, you know, watching Becky grow up and all this and that. Like, you know, they, they really handled the you know like the the childlike nature of like growing up and not getting along with everyone and finally finding a friend and yeah i don't know it was it was, it was really really good and then you know they had the the moment at the end where they buy the charms for each other and then lloyd and like you spent how much yeah i love i love they did like a real life conversion to like put it in perspective for. i everybody. liked the uh the charms at the end because it's was like oh that's mm-hmm. so real yeah it you know what i mean yeah, yeah. good uh, good feels episode I'm bummed Spy Family's ending because, like, this, the second half... I guess, like, the second end of the second core is, like, really picking up steam. Like, every episode has been so strong. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of a kind of a bummer it's coming to an end. But, spoiler, we're getting more, so...
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, we're going to talk about that in the news feed. I forgot about that. Um, actually, speaking of which, I'll start us off here, Grant. We, we've kind of got part two of last week's, like, DC... It's so crazy. ...universe update. Um If you didn't catch this, just go to the uh, newsfeed section of last week for kind of like the part one of all these DCEU or DC Universe updates. Actually, we've got these nifty uh, timestamps in the episodes now. If you're listening on Spotify or YouTube or I believe Apple Podcasts too, if you look in the description, we've got timestamps and you can skip to the section that you want to find. But anyway... I think the TLDR version is Variety or The Hollywood Reporter got a hold of like an early leak of like major changes coming to the DC Universe since James Gunn and that Peter guy are co-CEOs of it, and they later ended up basically confirming a bunch of those things. So like, you know, uh, what Wonder Woman 3 is dead, they're probably going to kill Aquaman after the sequel is out, and now there's more. There's really big ones. So... The biggest one I think we'll lead with Grant is Henry Cavill is out three Bummer. three weeks after Warner Brothers had him announce that he was returning because he was in the uh, post credits for Black Adam, which Boo. second update is not getting a sequel. So there is a silver lining. Um, his
1: post his post yesterday was something else. To read. We will the
0: Rock. Dis- <laughs> we will discuss The Rock. I <laughs> like I know it's funny to everybody and uh, that we don't like The Rock. But someone has to bring him down to Earth. God damn it. And if this does. <laughs> and if having gravity Because we're bringing him back down. Yeah. And you know what? Apparently. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to the rock. But I think the Henry Cavill Superman one is the biggest. Because. That's such a bummer. It's
1: it's such a waste. Like.
0: It feels like he's the most beloved. Right? Truly. Yeah. And probably the best fit. And he just came back. And it was so clear that he really loved the character. Hmm. And I don't think, like, there are a lot of takes on the DCEU, and I've had a lot of them, but one of them you don't hear a lot is, Henry Cavill was a bad Superman. You just never heard it once. People don't say that. It's like, oh man, that movie was a mess, or the Batman vs. Superman movie was all over the place, or the Justice League movies were rushed and plagued with issues, but no one's like, oh, but if only they could get Henry out of there. It's like, no, that dude was reliably a fantastic Superman. Mm
1: -hmm. So that's tough. Had the physique, you know, like... And the passion. Had the tone. The tone. Oh, my God. Yeah, passion. He's, he's you know, he's a king of the nerds, as far as I'm concerned. So, like... Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, there's, yeah. there's
0: some good news on Cavill in a little bit, but we gotta finish here with the uh, DC stuff. So, as far as the Superman reasoning goes, it really sounds like they're canning a lot of these characters that have interacted with one another, mm-hmm. and... You know, who knows, like, if some will get a pass and others won't, but it looks like most of the Snyderverse is out. And also, uh, James Gunn did say the next Superman movie is going to focus on a, quote, earlier part of Superman's life, so mm. they want to go younger. But he also replied to someone on Twitter saying, probably not going to be an origin story movie either. So that's like... maybe That's the, probably the right move. It sounds like the right move, right? Yeah. If you do another origin, we're just eating up time and money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Cavill's 39, may as well take the opportunity to to cast, like, a 24-year-old prime. I don't know. Like, I don't know what they'll do. But, but, this is big, James Gunn is writing it. Hmm. Director's TBD.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, the thing, the thing that sticks out with Gunn, to me personally, is, like, he is great. Like, Peacemaker is fantastic. But I think peacemaker is 100 his lane you know he's written a lot yeah. of other stuff that you know it doesn't land because it's not what he normally does you know like the stuff outside of like his crude humor and like the the more comedy comedy side like you know <clears throat> not saying he can't do it but like this is kind of where like an untested thing i think for james so i think that would be inter- interesting to see like his take on this superman story um, because it's, it's kind of, you know, Superman and Batman are like the linchpins mm-hmm. in this world. Right. So it's, um, it, it's interesting to see him, you know, like him doing like a guardians version of Superman, like no one wants it. And I don't think we'll get that, but I think that's what everyone's going to assume. I think that's what's going to be working against him a little bit. You
0: bring up a really, really good point, And it's like this old adage I've heard like throughout my career in cliche meetings is like your best employee doesn't necessarily make a good manager. Mm. Right. And it's like, so James Gunn has a pretty good track record of uh, being a writer director for, you know, some ensemble movies and especially some rated R stuff with his crude sense of humor and very efficient director always comes in like under budget and all that stuff. But like being like, hey, you nailed that Suicide Squad for us and you did a good job with this TV series. Do you want to co-run an entire universe Mm. after we've been apparently rejected by quite a few people is the rumor.
1: Well, the other weird thing, too, is because there was, <clears throat> they had, I, I, can't, I can't remember the name, but they they had one, someone lined up. Who Todd Phillips. No, before that, uh, okay. there was another guy. I think it was in the ecosystem of uh, of uh, DC, and, you know, he had all his ideas, but, like, they were too still too obsessed with, like, you know, too many hands in the cookie jar, essentially. Yeah. And he walked away from it saying, like, no, like, no change is really happening here. And then you know a couple things later, and the next thing you know, like James Gunn is kind of running the show. So interesting. It's it, I'm wondering, like you know, is he just effaced all this? You know, <laughs> like is he actually like really making these calls, or is he a, a well liked Hollywood? person in this in this ecosystem that can kind of you know subdue the fans a little bit you know I don't know like I'm not trying to you know like make you know get the red yarn or anything like that no no all of this seems happening way too fast and it's way too showy than I think it needs to be right
0: now it's that's interesting so here here's my take I I don't think that's the case and here's why I think from your Joss Whedon's to your David Ayers to your Snyder's there were like like a ton of well-documented issues between the studios and those directors slash creatives. And then you look at the products that they churned out (laughs) and it definitely felt like there was a lot of things, a lot of different cooks in the kitchen. Mm. I think DCEU was in such a sorry state by the time they gave James Gunn a shot that they had learned their lesson and James Gunn had zero work lined up because he had just been side- you know like kind of quote canceled by marvel Mm. so when he did the suicide squad allegedly this is what he says they said you can literally do anything you want you could do superman we don't care full creative control like we need a hit Mm. and then he crushed the suicide squad there was and then he just said eh? yeah and then he goes okay now i want to do a tv show And apparently they were like, you are James Gunn, you've given us like our only critical success in the DCEU, do whatever you want, because I want to write direct all of them. And I want to do that, like now, because I have to go do Guardians three and like, you know, next year. And like, they're just bending over, apparently, and like Hmm. giving him whatever he wants. And, you know, he put out a series of tweets, because you know, the reactions to the Cavill news has been rough and all that. And he's like, listen, we knew it would suck doing a lot of this but like this is the nature of the beast we're planning for the next 10 to 15 years we want to do this properly Mm. so my take is that like of course like a studio is going to be a studio and they're going to be involved in one way or the other i like to think they've learned their lessons from their first attempt at this but by no means does that mean this works right like again like gun has made a good movie and a good series of tv for them that doesn't mean he can create like a decade of an interconnected universe that is just magically going to work. You know what I mean? Like, so I, am just like very curious, I guess, to see what that, what they
1: actually do. I'm, I am excited, you know, in, again, it's, it's not fun to like pick, you know, pick on, make you comparisons between Marvel and DC, Mm -hmm. but I think this is all drama aside, leaks aside. I think this is very perfect timing for them because, you know, they have all the, you know, the James Gunn stuff, the success from the James Gunn stuff, the Peacemaker, Suicide Squad and whatnot. But if you compare it to what's going on with Marvel right now, where they are on such a weird, like, rocky footing, you know, and like, it's, it's, it's not just like, you know, even like the super fans are kind of like coming out of the woodwork saying like, all right, it's, it's a little, getting a little sloppy (laughs) here, you know, you know, there's not quite as the refinement that we've had in the, in the Infinity Saga. So it it is advantageous, and it's kind of nice for the fans to have like a fresh start, like a new, more Infinity Saga esque thing with DCU to start fresh from. You know, so it's yeah. it is it, it'll be nice to like you know fresh slate. It'll be easier for people to go to the movies and be like, it's not all connected. You know, we're we're at the beginning of it again. You know, it's it's true as long as Peacemaker's canon. So it is, it be. is canon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really well, you, did you see the end of Peacemaker? uh oh it's uh it's been a minute i can't remember because they like, like the post credits
0: just the finale because oh, the they finale. do make it they there's a surprise well quote surprise there's some they find a way of making it canon let me just say that they bring in some people from the dceu that are canon
1: wow i'm blanking
0: do i, I do know. i just say it it's like almost a year old at this point do yeah, i tell you yeah, yeah yeah so spoilers for the finale of peacemaker but they bring in ezra miller and aquaman they like and they just... Like, the whole Justice League shows up. But they don't show the faces of Superman and Wonder Woman. Um, they're just, like, in the background. But there, there are lines oh, I between... That. Maybe you didn't finish the show,
1: dude. I 100% did.
0: Oh, okay. Well, the, anyway, they... Um, yeah, what's... Jason Momoa and Ezra have, like, dialogue. And they talk I mean, to John Cena. I cannot. Hmm. Anyway, but, like, both of them are probably going to be out of the job. Like, the only really questionable one... Um, is The Flash? I don't know what they're going to do with Ezra Miller, but there have been so many issues with them in the first place that, like, if everyone else is getting fired, like, you know what I mean? Who, who knows? But the, oh, I, I, uh, more leaks. It sounds like uh, Cavill and Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman had cameos in the Flash movie. Those have been cut. Hmm. Um, ben Affleck is done as, Bat, as Batman, um, but may return as a director for the DCU. That'd be cool. That would be fun. Or, that would be cool. We already mentioned Black Adam is done. Thank God. Um, he unfollowed cool. Warner Brothers on Instagram, so that'll do it. And the movie's, uh, like, based on, you know, most projections, unlikely to be profitable. Sucks Eat a, suck. a dick. Sorry. Um, no, I'm not... I don't want to jump on the grave of someone, like, who, like, tried to do a creative thing. I'm not happy that, like... His pro like his this project that was near and dear to his heart failed. I am happy that he's being brought down to earth a little bit, like just the entitlement. And mm. uh man, someone, and if people are really curious, I'm not just gonna share this for no reason, you can ask us on Instagram, because again, I don't want to spend more negativity onto it, but someone put together like a list of the absurd shit he's been saying over the last year while Black Adam is made. <laughs> and he's just being like, There's gonna be a Black Adam universe, and it's gonna like absorb the DCEU. And like most things will be about Black Adam and they're gonna all gonna branch off and like then they just put out this fucking stinker of a movie. Mm. Anyway. Um he's yeah. trying to
1: pump it all up.
0: Yeah. Um, last one, there were some rumors that uh the Todd Phillips, Robert Pattinson Batman was gonna join the DCEU, which James Gunn has refuted on Twitter. He is like active right now, like at you know, answering fun questions. He's always been he's always been known for that. Like even with Marvel stuff, people would be like yep. What about, how did this work? And he'll answer questions about Marvel stuff, so, par for the course, but, yeah, no plans to bring in uh, our paths into the DCEU so far.
1: We shall see. Okay, that's the DCEU stuff. In some lighter Henry Cavill news, uh, significantly lighter, uh, he's finally bringing his beloved Warhammer uh, to live action, so Amazon Studios is putting out a starring performance of henry Cavill, and he's producing the uh, a warhammer series i don't know if it's i'm assuming it's gonna be 40k um which I is think like so. the futuristic one uh or future sci-fi I,
0: I i'm almost positive it said 40k in the headline so yeah that
1: makes oh, sense. okay so that'll be dope good for him you know he's kind of had a shit month or so from the witcher to the witcher also too i don't know if you saw like the, the showrunners the witcher came out saying like all the rumors about um there was all the rumors about like the showrunners kind of talking shit on the source material, yeah, and like the writers' room, and mm. they're like, no, 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 they're like, that's not true. We have full respect. And then like more people who worked on the show doubled down, saying like, no, you're lying now again. I mean, <laughs> like, like, yeah, I would just not, uh, you know, why would you even draw attention to it? It's, why, would it's comment, yeah. why
0: would you comment? Yeah, why would you comment? Like people, if insiders <laughs> said it, the fact, yeah, yeah, and if insiders said it in the first place, they're just gonna tell, like, yeah, like. I get that, like, they're trying to, like, help heal the narrative, because they have to be getting worried, right? Like, this has gone mm. very badly, and the fact that they announced it before season three came out, like, it would be different if they put out a hot season three. Like, I know book readers and game players don't love this, but it is big mm. on Netflix, right? It's got one or two spin spin-off see. shows. Like, if, if season three came out fucking swinging, and it if anything, it had to have only more money and more resources, right, than the last two... And they put out like this hot, hot show. And then they're like, hey, you know, we love Cavill, but he's out. He had to leave for X reasons, but we're bringing in Hemsworth and we're going to keep going. Like, that's a very different conversation than like Henry Cavill leaves, not due to scheduling conflict. Um, (laughs) You know, like of his own volition before the season he just finished is even released. Like, that's very different. It's so weird. It's... I think it just says a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, like, I'm probably, like, I think a lot of people are going to have my opinion, which is, like, why bother watching it? Like, the guy who you like the most is done. He left the show.
1: I would say majority of the people that watch that show on Netflix are not online. Nor are they reading yeah. that stuff. This well, I'm, like, I'm, you know, I think that's uh, a majority of its viewers, or I would yeah.
0: say. Netflix does release hours streamed weekly now, and I'm super curious to see what... Uh, how Witcher Three compares to Witcher S two. Only Order because Witcher can
1: knock out Wednesday for the record.
0: Yeah. Have you seen any of that? <laughs> no, I haven't. Sam put on a couple episodes. It's fine. I get it. Um all right, give me more.
1: So uh Jeff Keeley's the Game Awards uh broke records again this year. I watched this. Did, did you check some of it out that night? I, or no I... there was some uh there's another event you were watching that night actually. Yeah. But um, so 103 million uh, total viewers across YouTube, Twitch, Twitter stream, or Steam, Facebook, TikTok Live, and Instagram Live, uh, 20% up from last year. And you know, and you, you quoted it perfectly in our show notes, like literally destroys all TV award shows. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was a good show. It was a really good show. Um, I've watched it pretty much. I think I've watched it every single year uh, since it started. I think this is really sixth or, sixth or seventh year. And you know the they did a really cool thing this year where they kind of you know it had running long for a couple of reasons there which I have no interest in breaking down right now mm-hmm. but um they really cut down a lot of the ad uh, like the advertisers and oh, good put more focus on more time for people to give speeches and and all that stuff announcements great fucking announcements uh you know at this um, got, at, at the go. event
0: you got like a your
1: favorite one or two anything Hades Hades two yeah. without a doubt um great game Hades one played that there's a new uh Ken uh Ken Levine the original creator of Bioshock oh he, yeah his he created a company like years and years and years ago he's essentially been silent since he left uh 2k uh or the original Bioshock studio and so his new game Judas was announced which you know looks more like it not a Bioshock clone but um you know by all uh by all accounts. Um, People that have been hands on with it, I guess yeah. Jeff Keeley included, were saying like there's some pretty groundbreaking stuff in there tech wise, yeah. and then uh, Death Stranding too was pretty cool. Uh, I, I love a good uh, Hideo Kojima mindfuckery, <laughs> you know, in the marketing of it all too. So it was it was a really good show, but uh, but yeah, so that was uh, the Game Awards. Uh, the Jump Festa event was also this weekend. Uh, not a lot of stuff was announced. You know, mm-hmm. there's 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 almost too much to break down. But the key, the two really big things for probably. You know you and i and you know our listeners is we got an official release date for jujitsu kaisen season Ugh, two finally july, july 2023 um fuck yeah for starters um and i saw something on twitter that you and i were talking about they're apparently they're timing out the season so an important arc yeah it comes out at the exact same date in real life so i think it's shibuya october 31st yeah it's a halloween episode or something so but isn't that not also the reference to like in Jujutsu Kaisen zero didn't that place on halloween night too
0: yeah i think so i think it's like they may have even said something about halloween in the first season there might be something about like spirit activity or curse activity mm. on that date that makes it like particularly important or something okay I th- have you seen anything else on this season because i don't want to accidentally spoil anything because i think i told you someone told like i saw what this arc is kind of about have you seen anything
1: i uh, see i i, I don't want to say what i thought i think i saw something too but i think it, it would disappoint some people if i said it like yeah okay. i do believe Me too. <laughs> i think there's some timeline stuff it's timeline oriented time. yeah, yeah yeah i don't want to i don't want to fuck anyone over with that so.
0: yeah i mean yeah check it out at your own risk but like you know the the stuff the collateral the key images they're including all that stuff like yeah i think pr- it's out there promos it's trailers it's going to be out there sooner or later and we will talk about it as they start amping up promotion so
1: I'll do. yeah, look forward to our weekly coverage. We will be covering that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um so the other big announcement I think, you know, for 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 us was uh, Spy Family uh season 2 was announced for 2023 uh to no one's surprise. Uh and then uh a, a movie was announced as well, which is I, I believe for 2023 uh as well as the, as the season 2 uh original story, not non-canon, ah. but I think it's being wrapped up into the story we're being presented. Well, so I think it's not filler but it's you know
0: it's new it's a new story they've certainly realized this thing's a money printer i'm sure it'll do well at the movies
1: yeah fuck yeah uh another announcement uh invincible season two is coming to prime in 2023 dave yeah you watched yeah. season one right i loved it that was a yeah. great show yeah that was tight yeah, yeah it was pretty good I loved i'm glad they're it. doing more i think i think the success of the boys yeah. It kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with this. I think It totally does. To
0: hey, super manage. random. You know what else is on Prime? Mm. All of the Evangelion rebuild director cut movies.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember it was a big deal because when Part 3 or 3.0 plus 1.0 came out yeah. last year, it, they snabbed the rights to it. So yeah. that's how people had to watch it.
0: And uh, I don't know why. It's probably just my algorithm, but I think I'm going to... Give those movies a shot. Um, mm. If you've seen the movies, like, you know, we've yet to do, like, our definitive Neon review that we were supposed to do months ago. And we will get around to it. But, you know, we had neither of us had ever seen those movies. Or you may have. I don't know. No, I haven't seen any of them. I think I'm going to give that a shot sometime soon. And then maybe we do the movies, and then we do, like, a whole series review. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. TBD. I fuck with that. I fuck with
1: that. Do you want to... Uh, Avatar 2? Is that what you
0: were Yeah. Do, do you want to talk about this? Because I don't know if you're Zero Dark Grant on it.
1: I am sure, yeah, 100%. Like, as dark as I can go. Okay, you haven't I, seen
0: Avatar 2 yet, but the earlier reviews yet. are out. Okay. I won't even say much then to... I've heard quite positive. Yeah, it sounds pretty positive. It, you know, and I don't mean this in, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, I don't know, I'll just say it. The, the reviews, as far as, are kind of predictable. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, people yeah. are astounded by the visuals, yeah. and I'm hearing a lot of "I can't believe Cameron pulled it off" kind of stuff. I'm hearing a lot of "It's fucking big Jim, Dave." Like I don't know gym. why
1: anyone does. <laughs> like what the um,
0: fuck? I think. Come on. I can't remember if Grant and I made a bet either on this podcast or elsewhere about what it does financially. Oh God, yeah. I don't know there if was anyone. A
1: bet. Shoot, you might have to go back and listen. Yeah. yeah. Anybody knows? Leanna, if... <laughs> Leanna will remember I bet when she listens to this. She'll, uh...
0: Yeah. Um, but if she doesn't. You know, with, with or without a bet, I will say, I, I think it's going to be close if this, if this thing makes money.
1: It's okay, so here's here's a little, like, personal anecdote. So, mm-hmm. I've been working consistently, like, pretty much, you know, in the past, week, you know, probably, like, six or seven days, I've been working around, I've, I've been seeing the movie theater at, like, you know, evening hours, and every single day this week the parking lot has been fucking slammed. Yeah. And I'm like, big Jim. <laughs> yeah. Big like the, no doubt you know, it's making money. You know, it's making money. It's getting people in the theaters again, which the only other movie I've seen do that this year is Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah it's so reached. interesting after the fact it was still like almost full theaters
0: it is a nice feeling to have like a couple of other i know like top gun isn't exactly like your ode to artists and all that stuff but it is nice to see something crushed that isn't a fucking marvel movie and God, you know God, what i mean like, it's mm. just let's just spread it around a little bit go see it um but i do think it's gonna be incredibly close as to whether or not it's profitable but we will um, talk more about that once we've both seen the movie and we should do a little box office breakdown on it or something. Ooh, have like cool. a full movie review. Um, okay, so that was Avatar Two. All right, here, Grant, it's here. It's time. Choose. I don't want to say this is six years in the making because it's not. Like it's six years in the making for the show. Mm. Um, Mob Psycho is finally done, and I came to this show quite late. Grant's been with it. Is it what from the start?
1: Um, I came in when season two started okay so i
0: don't know i watched seasons one and two within the last two years i'd say Hmm. and um we both watched season three week to week and we both just caught the finale so this is a very fresh episode if you haven't seen the finale of season three of mob psycho you know this is your spoiler warning three two one what uh what'd you think grant
1: I was pretty emotional watching this. <laughs> to be completely honest, uh, you know, you know me, I'm I'm a I'm a softie there, and the that whole the the mountain that Reagan climbed to make contact with Mob is probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. <laughs> Honestly, you know, like you know, we can you know we can you know Mob Psycho is one of those shows that we can say over and over like, oh my god, the animation was shown." You know, like obviously, like you know, Bones is continued to prove like you know week after week how flawless their animation is uh this was all came down to the writing and the the emotional beats and the soundtrack and you know just the cohesion of everything and uh yeah well like it's it's almost too fresh you know to like break down yeah the episode because it is so emotional and they cover so many beats I don't know if there's one bad thing I can say. I didn't love that Dimple came back. Same, Um, you know, because that was my highlight of the season. That was probably even even more so than the finale. His send off was is one of the most emotional things I've ever seen um, in uh, in all of anime. Probably as close to uh, again spoiler uh, for Two Year Turn when Gugu died yeah that that shit rocked me (laughs) like actual tears well character Uh, deaths
0: are important right and they have to be real and when you walk (laughs) them back a la the mcu like they stop mattering yeah stop to matter and like your audience kind of loses their attachment because it feels like you know it's uh the the stakes aren't real mob psycho doesn't have that problem as a show But walking back an important character death is never a good move. Um, Like, I get it. And so soon. Like, literally within five episodes. And it was, like, to your point, it was so impactful when he died. And I just, it was a nice little boost. And it made the uh, ending sweet. But, like, they didn't need that. You know, I I think there's probably this tendency as a writer to be like, am I going to scare off the audience? Or how Mm. do I make this work? Or, like, do I make, will it be too dark? Will I lose people? And like, it was a really feel good moment when he came back. But I think they did sacrifice such just a touch of the integrity of the of the arc when they did that.
1: I think I think you know, how he went out. That's always going to be you know it was flawlessly. Because he went out so like, well.
0: God, <laughs> such a good I mean, death.
1: Such a good death. But you know I. But think... it wasn't.
0: That's the problem. You know what I mean.
1: But I think at the end of the day, the messaging of this what this show is trying to get across is, you know, life and death. It doesn't, you know, it it seems almost, you know, like, you know, apologetic for no reason. You know, to say, like, oh, you know, a character dies, comes back, it doesn't matter. But it kind of really doesn't. At the end of the day, it's about all these people, like, loving each other and kind of, like, moving forward. Mm. Yeah. you know, and they've already kind of, when you think about it, they've kind of like killed Dimple off like a few times. Oh, yeah. And kind of just like floats his way back. So it's kind of, it, it was almost a gag. And I feel like it would have hit a little better if it wasn't in the middle of like a huge emotional moment.
0: I agree with that. Perhaps the timing uh, yeah. hurt
1: it. There was some weird timing in this, uh, in, in a couple instances. It felt rushed at the very end. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's, it's
0: not too it bad, made, but a little no, rushed.
1: No, no, no. A, a little rushed, but, uh, as a whole, this you know it, it's hard to like really break it down. I think this is by far the best season, um, yeah. Because there was so much weightier moments and yeah, like I'll bi- just, I think bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'll
0: interject real quick just to say, like to Grant's point, like we literally watched this a few hours ago. It's hard yeah. to encapsulate three seasons worth of you know of a of a journey and be like, here's the definitive series review. But we had to talk about it, right? Mm. But I agree with you. Um Season 1 was great, but I think the thing about season 1 is it I don't know if either of them had the heart that season 3 did.
1: It um, like season
0: like they all did, like
1: I don't know, like we There's definitely flashpoints in in 1 where yeah. like it, it really showed who it was, you know. Um yeah. but it wasn't like across the board like, you know, the show has so much heart.
0: Yeah, season 3 just felt like
1: growth and like, it felt like a more mature show.
0: Yeah, because Mob was maturing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we really watched the kid grow up. I don't know, man. I think I I don't wanna be a broken record with this. I just didn't see the show coming. Like I liked yeah. it. I always liked the show. It was fine. I actually had trouble getting into the pilot. Like that's probably on air in some post show of like you mm-hmm. being like, Oh, it's world changing and I'm like, eh, I don't know. But like <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah. But like I don't know, when I finally did get into it, it was like because I thought it was funny and light and the animation was gorgeous and it was like very, it was almost shounen-y and like I'm obviously into that kind of stuff, but like nowhere along the line was I sitting there being like, yeah, no, but Mob Psycho, like what an emotional, what an emotional anime, what a what an arc, growth and, and just like a coming of age tale, like I just didn't really think of it that way until this season and that just makes it so sweet. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like I've watched a kid
1: become a young man. 100%. 100%. You know, and the... I, I guess two things. So, you know, to the point of, like, you know, like, was there this much heart in season one? I think the whole thing is, like, Mob is closed off, right? So, yeah. you know, we only saw little moments of heart because he's slowly, you know, is opening up. Yeah. I loved, you know, and it's... it's it seems silly because the whole, you know, like, the... I guess not the timer, but like the gauge, like the one, you know, the 100, you know, the, the titled 100 in the show, you know, we always get those moments where, you know, it increases, you know, incremental increases. And I really loved how they kind of all tied it back together. We now know it was like the two sides fighting for Mm. control again. It wasn't just like a power load up or whatever. It was just one kind of, I think we all kind of knew it, but to kind of like more or less be stated in this episode and they kind of come together the moments between like mob and Shigio, which I thought was really cool. Um, you know, like essentially vying for control. And oh, you mean invo- like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, like his psyche or yeah. what, what, however you want to, you know, label it. I thought that was exceptionally well done. Uh, yeah. you know, this is again, the power of a great voice actor to do the same voice for two, you know, two different versions of oneself and yeah. not make it schlocky or silly or whatever. um, yeah, I don't know. It's I like if there's one show probably over the, the you know the Christmas break. I'm probably going to rewatch all of season 3 again. Oof. Um just uh, we, it's so fresh. You have so much stuff to rewatch, but you're right. Yeah, I have to rewatch this too. It's too good. Like it's it it was too good as a whole, you know? And I think there was a lot of little stuff that they were setting up maybe in the, that that cuz remember you and I had a moment of like like what are they kind of doing in this first six episodes? Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it had direction and it was all kind of leading up to the dimple stuff, which it, yeah. where it really popped off. But I think maybe those first four episodes kind of set more of a tone for the finale than I originally thought. I think you're right about so, that. So I think I think there's some, some re-, re rewatching to take place between this and Chainsaw Man, which are, I think are above and beyond the best yeah. shows uh, this season. Yeah, I agree. Um, just because, you know, the weight they carry. Like, fuck, like, two different, two different beasts, but, you know, they weigh the same. It's... Uh, um, also last week's episode which you know obviously we, we don't need to break all that down but the throwdown between the uh the big bad from season two and the sun and mob that was pretty great that I was really great enjoyed that. yeah good animation i always loved his digital power effects from from season two It was cool to see that come back agreed um i gotta say two i
0: mean like favorite moment of the episode is probably obvious because it's like the climax of the fucking series but mm. I want to get it down on paper, right? Like, Reagan confessing that he's just a guy.
1: Yeah, I'm a liar. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like, I loved that. I I loved all of it. Like, you know, it's what I wanted. And I... I don't know. That was, like... I just think that there's a lot to learn from Mob Psycho. I think that people should look at this and be like, this is a finite story with growth and extra characters and twists and turns. And yes, there's, like, some very fiction-heavy, like world building plot devices but like it doesn't rely on that too much it's
1: like it doesn't dude, slam you with the world and what it's building like it's it's <sighs> very face value this
0: is just about a, yeah. a show about how tough it is in early high school you know what i mean or how mm-hmm. hard it is to be a junior and like just a kid growing up that's all this is I, I don't know i i love that reagan did that and then the second thing i have to mention that i also think is a huge win and it's so easy to do the opposite. Um, is I love that Mob got rejected by the girl he liked all these years. I love that. And, <laughs> love you know, it. when, like, just if if you're not connecting with that while you hear us say that, like, uh, to state it out loud, like, it's because, like, you don't always get the girl, right? Like, that's more realistic than, like, him swooping her off her feet and riding into the sky like the end of Greece.
1: But do you know what's even better about that, Dave, is in that moment, and it's it's kind of blinking you miss it, in like, in that moment when he gets rejected... He makes a point of like, or, you know, it kind of cuts to the moment where she does reject him. Yeah. Right? And, you know, there's some, you know, quick voiceover of her. And, you know, she says like, you know, I don't know you like that yet. Yeah. Okay? And that's like, kind of like, okay, it's over. And then they follow that up with like, they're getting to know each other. So they're they're setting the tone for the messaging of, and, you know, because we had that... And it seemed silly, like, it was, like, a goofy, like, Shonen anime trope where, like, there's the lines of guys lining up to, you know, say, you know, go out with me, go out with me, go out with me. Mm-hmm. And she had been saying the same thing over and over and over, and none of them followed through to actually get to know her and become her friend. They just went after yeah, her, her looks and all that. And, like, they doubled down. Mob, you know, got to know his friend again. And, you know, like, what comes from that? And it's just, like, like, they don't... Some shows just wouldn't do that. And they take five seconds in that moment and they throw five seconds later when there's that runaway gag of you know ritsu saying like yeah like he talks to her on the phone all the time you know or mm-hmm. he's getting to talk, start talking to on the phone with her more it's i don't know show's got hurt it's it's good natured i also saw to look at you know on top it's, of it all
0: so, yeah so. and just lastly on the tsumobi thing like i also thought it was like this is a problem reagan can actually help him with yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is. I don't Because Reagan, you know, they just squash, like, their beef, and he comes back after coming to and all that. And I was like, ah, he's got Reagan. He's going to be fine. Yeah. Like, he's going to figure this out. I don't know. So, yeah. Um, we can't. I don't think we. I can give it a rating yet, but really good finale. Very it's a modern
1: happy. classic. Yeah, I, agree of, yeah, like, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Even with the ending of season three, and, you know, there's. I, I don't think there's an. Uh, I don't think anyone would dispute the fact that like, I think they knocked this season out of the park. I think it's a great finale. Uh, after this, I I think it's confident, like it's, it's a modern classic, like truly. Um, no, I, I did, would yeah. recommend it to absolutely anyone. It's, it, it's that perfect little niche where, you know, it's a little weirder, but it's also kind of plays it straight. And, you know, it has, it has a lot of the stuff that people look for shows. Like people look for the animation, people look for the comedy, you know, people look for the emotional story. Like it kind of, you know, it's a, it's a, multi-layered beast for sure
0: it's true it's hella balanced yep. um okay speaking of something not hella balanced <laughs> let's talk <laughs> to your eternity season two episode nine there's just spoiler warning we're gonna keep the shit moving because we got <laughs> yeah we got a great q a today by the way yep, we got some good questions so um so we're gonna talk about to your eternity and we're gonna do it maybe a little quickly um like i don't know man i, I don't
1: know I'm actually I'm it's I'm in. Um, I I think. (laughs) Go ahead. ahead. It's it's fucked up that like they you know they got their balance at like you know episode nine or whatever. But all like you know the disjointedness and the you know the the weird ass pacing, weird ass character introductions and kind of wrapping their stories up. I think they're I think they've got their sights set on like where they're going like mission wise. I think the show needed a direction and I think, I think they have it now. Um, so that is nice, but there, there was a moment in this episode and you know, I, we, you and I watch a lot of shows that have amazing animation and there's stuff yeah. that's middling. There was a moment in this episode where I just think out loud, I was like, what the fuck even is this show? Like it looked was, so, it? It, uh, it was a moment, uh, someone was on the ground. Uh, someone was hurt. Who's the... I, I'm blanking on his name. The guy with the fucking knocker in his arm. Oh, Kahaku. Um, yeah, so he's, like, kind of injured or whatever, and Bon, or whatever his name is now, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of runs funny. to aid him. And it was just, like, you could tell, like, the like the angle had changed, and it was, like, a new shot, like, a new still. And I was just like, like what the fuck? <laughs> like, this looks, like, hand-drawn by someone that doesn't work in an animation studio. Like, it just looks so bad, and then it kind of transitions kind of so semi back to normal and like the show is just not, you know, you had said it from up psycho balanced. This is not, you know, like yeah. it's um it feels budget. More so than it has all season in a couple se- a couple shots in this episode, but
0: it's just weird, man. Like yeah. um it's I'm not not rude gonna... for Fushi. I should be yeah. rooting
1: for Fushi and we're not, you know.
0: Yeah, I I guess like the show's kinda of all in on the conflict with the knockers that's fine i'm still interested to see what fushi will learn and how he will develop um, a lot of the plot mechanics feel a little tedious i will say dude anytime Kahaku's knocker arm starts writing a message i shake my fucking head i'm like what what is this show like this what is going on um i don't know there's a training arc coming up like i i don't know i don't know i'm going to keep watching it out of the respect that was for nice season to see, 1
1: though. That was a nice thing, because I think we're going to get away from the craziness a little bit, and it's going to I think Fushi needs some alone time, um, to kind of yeah. get head straight, but...
0: I think the audience needs a palate cleanser. Let's rotate the cast again, and I'm not the one... You know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. I wasn't, like... I, like, that also, that also becomes tedious, but, like, yeah. let's just churn out, like, a fresh load, because this is... I'm just... You know what I mean? I don't Did know.
1: you love the zombies coming back? No. A, I didn't love anything.
0: I <laughs> Like, I'm just, like, getting progressively more grumpy. I and scoffed
1: when I saw the zombies. I was like...
0: <laughs> you know what the thing is, though, man? It's like, like what's that one show I tapped out of? Like, Mobile Suit Gundam. And, like, even, frankly, Spy Family sometimes. I'm like, I mm. don't know if I'm in the mood. But, like, mm. but I watched them. You know what I mean? And, like, uh, Mobile Suit just, like, wasn't my kind of show to begin with. Sure. But, like, yeah. I didn't... I wasn't developing the level of frustration for any of those shows that I am with Two Year Eternity. And it's not that Two Year Eternity is... Bad, it's that it's unrecognizable from the thing I loved so much last year, yeah. And you know what I mean? It's like that pisses me off more, like <laughs> because season one was so immensely
1: strong, and this just doesn't look anything like that. I don't know, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. We can, but you know what? We got a horse now, Dave, so but we got a horse, and <laughs> like for what it's worth, I'm gonna keep watching, we're gonna keep, like, yeah. you know. Last
0: year had a weird arc. Maybe that's this first arc was just a little off and it'll pick up. I don't know.
1: We'll see. We can only hope.
0: Okay, before the q and I'm going to do this quick. Um, I did finish Cyberpunk Ed Runners.
1: Mm, let's get it.
0: I will say, to continue with my negativity, I think you gave away the ending to me on this podcast. <laughs> like What? You were, You said something like, you said something like, "Oh, it's just so interesting how like cyclical everything is, and how history sort of repeats itself." And I was like, "Oh, so David's gonna die like Maine?" It's <laughs> like I instantly in my head was like, "Oh, that's clearly what happens."
1: Yeah, it's right in the fucking OP catches one in his head. Does he? <laughs> yeah, that's how the OP ends is him getting shot in the head.
0: Oh, I always skip the OP. I didn't even know that.
1: <laughs> oh my god, you skip that dope ass Franz Ferdinand song? Yeah.
0: So I didn't know that that happened, but it. Adam
1: Smasher, that was pretty dope. Yeah, I'm not S- sure was... Straight out of the game. That, so that was, like, a cool thing for oh, really? people that played the game. He's, like, a main antagonist from 2077. That's pretty cool. So.
0: Um, okay, uh, let me put my thoughts together. Okay, here, here, here's what I'll say about Cyberpunk Edgerunners, and I want to hear how you think, how you felt mm. about it, because you finished it way before me, and you didn't really get to talk about it. Um, I'd say that it was... Cyberpunk Edgerunners was a masterclass in setting tone, theme... Mm ambiance really good world building and it created an environment where like all the characters really belonged in that show like they don't work in other shows you know what i mean like i don't know i love the tragedy of that ending it is unmitigated Mm -hmm. everybody loses you know what i mean it's sad it stayed true to itself they didn't they didn't bring back dimple at the last second you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah but like no it's one of the best shows of the year for sure i love that it's a limited series i don't know if they're gonna do more i would say don't or if you do make it like anthology and just get a new cast right
1: yeah i I think i don't any nothing anytime soon that's for sure
0: but um that again like what we were just talking about it's finite it has a beginning a middle and an end it's got a hell of a tone it's It's like a a, rushed end it does have a rushed end but like i don't know there's a lot more good than there is bad there man Yep. Yep, I mean, I don't know. I'm
1: more or less more or less the same. I didn't it's not that I didn't love the ending. I thought the final showdown was again probably probably top 10 like anime moments of this year alone. Uh, I think the Adam Smasher fight is like exceptional. Um I think that Studio Trigger just like like no anime industry bullshit getting in the way like you know ratings wise like the, you know because that's their whole big thing like you know as a studio them getting to do a project like this that's not associated to, um, you know, like, the TV broadcast, which right, is, like, right, right, so right, right. restricting, like, they, and Studio Trigger is wild as fuck. So, like, for them to be able to do this, like, it really, it was really, like, a big deal for them. And you could see that, especially in the action set pieces in the last two episodes. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I just felt it was a little rushed, you know, like, I think, you know, the moments between David, is it Lucy? name? Yep. You know, like, very, you know, Great stuff, you know. Palpable, you can you can feel it. But I think kind of the stuff around it, and that's the thing too. The who, who's like the psycho girl, or like the Rebecca. The gun? Rebecca, you know, the whole fandom kind of like was drawn to her and how like amazing her story was. But like, I was kind of you know she really didn't have much to do. Holy
0: fuck, did she die brutally?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know. So like, it's it's weird how you know the internet kind of gets so latched onto a character and kind of you know you know, explode over their story and it's like, well, they didn't have much of a story. Can I you know? give a hot it's,
0: take it's, on that like, actually? Y- yeah. I think maybe, you know, I'm, I'm hesitant to say hot take because there's going to be some dickhead who's like, actually a lot of people have found this take. it's not hot at all. <laughs> but my take is because I saw the internet running around with the Rebecca stuff and I was like, okay, is there like some fun moments coming up? Mm. And like, she had some fun moments, but like, I think people were more excited by her vibe appearance mm. the voice actor like her aesthetics rather than her story which is like in in fairness quite vain and like the internet's allowed to be that but yeah i don't know if there was i don't know if people loved her because of her essence you know what i mean mm. it was more like she had great character design
1: does that make sense mm. sure yeah that's my I weird take because she, she's kind yeah, of your uh angry lolly. that's like yeah it was the, who's the, the
0: joker like... female counterpart uh, margot quinn. robbie yeah like she's kind of your harley quinn loose cannon mm. i don't know but she certainly wasn't like some of my one of my favorite parts of the show. She was part of the ensemble that has to die, like around the main character, and yep. she does. So she served her purpose.
1: But no, I would say I like st- yeah. So, sorry, vo- I think the the voice acting right to the end, like you know, I think you know, you and I have been doing this for a good little tilt there. You know, there's been a lot of shows like. I- I am blown away in 2022 alone. The voice acting that we've been seeing, and pretty much the whole cast of uh, Edge Runners was like
0: phenomenal. It's crazy that we turned down yeah. those roles for the English dub so we could do the podcast. <laughs> but no, I agree. The voice acting, the voice work was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. God, what an action-packed episode. What stuff? Okay, to the Q and A um if you haven't listened to the q a we end the show on this and you can hit us on instagram at part-time podcast where we post it on mondays or tuesdays uh typically mondays and uh if you get in there and ask your question we'll answer it on the show so without further ado let's go what single anime series slash film would you recommend to someone who's brand new to it from my homie travis i hmm. thought about this very briefly and then the first show that i think i saw immediately struck me and i realized it was a really really good first anime so i'm going to recommend it do you know what it is grant
1: Uh, dragon ball doesn't count oh oh fma brother uh
0: no it was death note um so my pitch okay so i'm going to say this for a series my pitch for death note as your first like foray into anime is that i feel like Death Note doesn't really work as a live action. I say that as Netflix is making one. But, (laughs) like, the reason it works is because it can't really be done practically in live action without, like, a lot of money or a major studio and really big commitment. But it is a perfect, quote, average anime in that, like, it leverages all the cool stuff out of the medium. It shows you a lot of really fun tropes. And it also is the creative kind of storytelling that you're, like just not used to Mm. if you watch like just typical live action stuff like go watch the first three episodes which will take you under an hour of death note on netflix subbed Mm. not dubbed and like you haven't if you haven't watched anime before you haven't seen a story like that before there's Mm. pieces that you see in live action that make it into our pop culture but like death note is so almost typical like yes it's immensely popular blah 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 but like it's very indicative of what's out there in terms of anime. Mm. There's a lot of hot takes on like the first half is better than the second, whatever. But like just watch it and like you'll very quickly know whether you're gonna be able to watch anime. Does that make sense?
1: hundred percent. Man, Killed it. What about you? Killed it. So <clears throat> this is gonna I think it's Ruffle some feathers. Not ruffle feathers ruffle some feathers. No, 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 no. We would do this for a little too long this evening. Right. Um I think I'm kind of torn between you know there's I think there's the obvious ones with like Demon Slayer you know it's it's your typical shonen and it's perfect you know and I I think most people I would say you want to get your foot in the door you check out Demon Slayer but I firmly believe Attack on Titan is a excellent first step <laughs> into you know <clears throat> into anime because you know I, like straight out like it's just a fun first season you know it it has it has lots of type lots of types of um, genres all within it has the mystery it has like the, you know the kind of the old school like you know definitely you know like almost pre-industrial era mm-hmm. you know style you know kind of timeline wise world building the action world building as the the horror elements of the show and then you know it's and then from that point and then the politics you know like you know it, it, phenomenal politics but it's it's if you can get through the first season and you genuinely enjoy it, you know the the show continues to grow in so many different ways, and obviously we find much you know much more stuff along the way. I I, I genuinely think it's 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 a good one to start. Again, it's potentially like, you know, like a like an entry point five. You know, like mm. you, maybe it's just it's just a little too much for maybe like a first time viewer. But it's if if you connect on that first watch, then I think you know. If you like that, you are in for a whole world. Of well,
0: you're going to very quickly uh, realize, shows. yeah, you're going to very quickly realize what's possible, right? And that's a yes. really good point. Yeah. Well done. Um, I don't know. Bonus round, I would say, like, as a movie, Your Name. You grant you'd probably oh, say like, yeah. You're grant, right I'm right. sure you would recommend a lot of Studio Ghibli movies if it's your first ever animated film. But like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but I think those two shows will will serve you right. Or if I'll not, di- Your I'll Name, die maybe by Paprika. Ponyo. Oh, with Ponyo the movie, Paprika. The movie. Uh,
1: paprika might be a tough sell. First well, no, I time. mean, take
0: some hallucin- hallucinogenics first, <laughs> yeah. but, and now you're really in for a ride. Yeah. But no, okay, fair point. Um, okay, last question of today's episode: What period or storyline would you like to see if Disney ever does a Star Wars anime? Oh, I'm excited. So, in my notes, I go. I just wrote. I see you, Liam. Appreciate the question. <laughs> yes, from Liam. I'm sorry. Uh, in my notes, I just wrote defer to Grant. <laughs>
1: yeah so there's um so there and i think i think you'll appreciate this because uh you grew up the prequels as well there's a very good canon novel Mm -hmm. called master and apprentice um i think by claudia gray um it's essentially the butting of heads between a very young uh, obi-wan kenobi and a very does not want to be um a teacher qui-gon jinn and it's essentially their, it's like a mission that essentially bonds them together. It's a very good, I've read it quite a few times. It's a couple years old now. But I think the it kind of all takes place on one planet. And, you know, it's, you know, typical Star Wars fare, you know, like, you know, we're trapped, you got to escape, you know, they meet unlikely, you know, people who become unlikely heroes, you know, kind of you get their courage along the way. But it's it's, it's, a, it's a really, really fun story. It's, it's super easy to read. So I recommend people just read the book. Again, it's called Master and Apprentice, but I think an anime adaptation of that story, like a like a twelve episode run, would be really really cool.
0: Of course, you have like like the exact arc picked out. I knew I was deferring <laughs> you for a reason. Okay, I did. I did. Like, I'm again. Grant's like the expert, but I will say in my notes, other than defer to Grant, I had, I had like, so <laughs> this is a tongue twister. Show me some Sith shit. Like, yeah. I would like to see um, between, you know, three and four, um, more Vader manipulating the inquisitors. I know like in Canon, I think there's like lots about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about that. So I'd be really interested to see like a full on anime adaptation of that. Or if like, or, and I know like, again, I'm, I'm not breaking any ground here, but like, I would also like to see just between six and seven, like show me Luke at the height of his powers, anime style, fo- like founding the Jedi temple. Mm. Um, Again, I'm like more of a classic guy. I don't know how big the universe is, so I'm pre- my answer is pretty basic. I knew
1: Grant would have the good one. Yeah, yeah. even like you know, because there's the whole um, like the Sith rule of like there there can only be like a master and apprentice, mm-hmm. and there's like a big part of the lore of like before before that rule was made, essentially like there was like plenty of Siths and they were constantly killing each other, and there's just this one the the one of the masters running around was like no like. We got to put this to an end. Like, you know, I'm gonna en- we're, I'm gonna enact this rule and I'm gonna kill everyone and I'm just gonna have the one apprentice and then, you know, the cycle would go. It would be fun to see, you know, like like you had said, like just a full on dark like Sith series of them trying to like out, you know, out maneuver each other and kill each other to yeah. to get to those last two. And, you know, it'd be cool if like they kept the names out of who they were and then you find out at the end like who they really were the whole time. They're like when it comes down to just those two, when uh, the rule was enacted. I think that that would be a cool thing to see. You would, yeah it's way too way too deep in the lore for them to do something like that but,
0: but you, yeah if it was anything i'd be i'd be down for something like that yeah fucking
1: okay i started watching andor by the way some good shit oh god <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we'll talk about that i can't think later. of any more tv <laughs> what's <laughs> but, happening uh, to us yeah oh, second god. season I'm, I'm getting ready to put her down that's for sure though
0: oh it's just you know okay yeah, we, we just have so much. Oh, you know what, Grant? We're not going to... We're going
1: to be away for
0: Christmas. We should say happy holidays to the listeners.
1: We'll, we'll, no, we'll be back. Uh, Merry Christmas for, for for next week. Oh, I guess it's this Sunday. Yeah, 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 Merry Christmas, everyone. When you listen, it'll be past Christmas. Yeah, Merry or the Christmas.
0: Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. I'm doing a bit of that this year myself. Whatever you celebrate, if, I, if anything, enjoy yourself happy holidays um thank you again for listening we've mentioned the spotify wrapped like a hundred times but they keep sending me reminders and it is like one of the last times we're going to talk to you but we will talk to you briefly before the new year but still thank you for listening follow us on the instagram rate us on spotify on itunes just do what you can to support the show okay i'm not gonna baby you um all right i think that's that's that grant say the thing bye guys cheers